0: Three, two, one, zero. Hey, you! Yeah, you! Come here for a minute. I want to talk to you.
1: against the wall
0: Can't find peace of mind Brain needs an overhaul 12th, man, I ain't gonna lie you good guys, bad boys, We're all the same say by, by grace, grace Is the name of the, of the game. game Turn around, hit the ground
3: Time, time to lay your burden down Burden down by the Allies And welcome to the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show Tony is here Good morning Marv is here Yes, sir Bruv is, Bruv, Bruv. <laughs> Bruce is asleep uh, at his home And uh, he's not here And Denver is working today uh, So uh, it is the three of us And we are going to be talking about Forgiveness Forgiveness is the topic of the show this week Here at Take12Radio.com On your internet dial Don't forget that you can uh, Also subscribe to the show By going to take 12 com. You can download the shows uh not take up any of your data you can just download it data free and uh, listen to to uh, the shows on your smart device and before i forget that's for tony for the end of the show and that's for mar for the end mar of the show gets my, he, he can read that with his reading glasses on <laughs> uh so uh, yeah, so please do that. uh, we would love to have you do that. Our email address is take twelve radio at comcast dot net however, don't email that address right now. Something's <laughs> up with our email address, so I don't know if you need to email me, email me at m o n t y m e y e r at comcast dot net for the time being.
2: what happened to it
3: i don't know I'm oh, having wow. trouble with comcast as most people do. Oh yeah, um, I dumped them a long time ago. So um I can't because it's the only mm. provider I have that'll be able yeah. to handle the station. So uh so Monty Meyer at comcast.net if you'd like to send us an email um concerning the show. Or tell us how wonderful we are or how much you dislike and disapprove of what we're talking <laughs> about. Uh there you go there. Hey, listen, I wanna uh give a shout out to Patrick Lebeau. I'm gonna yes. s i am going to think that's probably how you pronounce I'm his sure name. It is. Right? um i don't want to disclose the amount but pat patrick gave quite a healthy donation last week um to the show it was very needed uh let's put it this way for the next three months we don't have to worry about any bills
2: yes thank you patrick so patrick lebeau thank you
3: thank you thank you thank you and he's a regular listener to the show and and uh patrick uh bless you my friend yes Bless you. Did you meet him through Facebook? Tony? Yes, I met him
2: through Facebook. He's a very nice person. Yeah, very outgoing. Send me some nice links and stuff to ease my mind. Right, and he's it was a very really, good guy. It was
3: really cool because I said, "Wow," I was overwhelmed by the large donation, mm-hmm. and he says, "Well, I consider you guys friends, and that's what friends yeah. do for each other." That's and, what he and, said. Yeah, so he's a nice guy. He's very um, nice. Thank really. You really, really, and you know, God's never late. No. Right?
2: He's always on time.
3: Yeah, he he may wait to what we think is the last minute, but he always comes through, and so um, he did through Patrick. So Patrick, thank you so much, and also thank you to all of our other donors uh, who give uh, small amounts on a regular basis. Um, Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Uh, It it is so appreciated, and you know who you are, and um, my mind's running a blank for some reason, um, all of a sudden, um, my friend up in Sweet Home and Brownsville area, my friend from San Leandro, and uh, and a couple others, of course, Roger McDermott. Hello, Roger.
2: We love you, Roger. Hello,
3: Roger. <laughs> yes. Uh, so before we get into that, though, I thought I'd share with you two stories of uh, dumb criminals. Uh, oh,
2: I love these ones.
3: Crazy. News. <laughs> First one isn't. All that unusual. The second one is a little odd. No, I will never forget the taco. The taco? What the meth? Oh. <laughs> oh. That's yeah, burritos. Burrito. They, they were That's smuggling <laughs> uh methamphetamine inside of burritos. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, well this one, um and, and these come by the way from uh the sponsor of Tate 12 Trivia, which is uh, the Twelve Step Gazette. So these comes out of out of twelve step gazette. Um man text boss instead of hitman. Ooh.
1: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs>
3: so listen, if you're gonna if you're gonna indulge in technology oh today, you God. better learn how to operate this stuff <laughs> if you're gonna be a criminal. Uh, a Washington man is in jail accused of plotting to hire someone to kill his wife and four-year-old daughter.
2: Oh, that's sad.
3: Police were tipped off to his plans after he accidentally sent a text to his former boss instead of the potential <coughs> hitman. Oh Investigators say 42-year-old Jeff uh, Little sent a text message on Tuesday trying to hire someone to kill his wife and four-year-old daughter. The text read, hey, Shane, how's it going? <gasps> You remember you said that you would help me kill my wife. Well, I'm going to take you up on that offer. Uh, life insurance is worth one million oh, million, and up. if you want a bonus, you can kill JL. Her life insurance is 500k. Well, instead of sending it to someone named Shane, detectives say Little sent it to his former boss, who immediately called 911. Little is being held on a $1 million bond for solic- the solicitation of murder. Court documents say that Little even text how to kill his family. <gasps> Quote, if you can make it look like a robbery gone wrong or make it an accident, she works at Walmart. She gets off at 11.
2: I don't know if that's sad or funny or both. The, the title's funny, but the story is sad.
3: I mean, can you ma- imagine that? No.
2: That's like uh, the best uh, mistake this- that dude ever made.
3: Right. For the family. Right.
2: That's horrible.
4: Something else,
2: idiot.
3: <laughs> Moron. And
2: all of these stupid people are in Washington. Idiot. I feel normal. I don't now. know if it
3: was Washington State or I don't know. Well, here's one for you. You're gonna love this.
2: They're looking at Marv. <laughs>
3: so, have you ever have you seen people that you guys know? I have two pierced ears, but they're relatively small. But have you ever seen these piercings <laughs> where they? Put these spaces in there. And oh, the gauges? It, the gauges, and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. And so they had these huge circular things in their ears, uh-uh. which isn't, if that isn't weird enough, when they take them out,
2: they just there's hide. this
3: big gaping hole, and the ears just droop. And well. Uh, kind of like Dumbo. Kind of like Dumbo. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I
2: did a status on it one time. People said there's a meaning behind it. I'm like, oh, whatever.
3: You may <laughs> want to think twice about handling snakes when you have ears like that. I heard this. Uh, if you have large earlobe piercings, an Oregon woman wound up with an unwanted <laughs> accessory after her pet snake decided to crawl through a piercing in her ear. Ashley Glau uh, shared a photo of her pet... Uh, or pet uh, Ball Python, uh, Bart. Hi, Bart. Dangling from her ear as she waited inside a Portland emergency room. Uh, Quote, it all happened so fast that before I even knew what was going on, it was already too late, she said. Um, She said Bart was resting on her shoulder when he suddenly sprung toward her ear and became trapped in the large hole created by her gauges. Uh, One of her friends said doctors at the local hospital made a slight cut into her ear a and used cut. Vaseline and plastic tools to allow <laughs> the snake to wiggle itself free. Her ear was numbed before doctors attempted to pull the snake out. She experienced some pain, but Bart was unharmed. Vaseline. <laughs> <Absolutely. laughs> so there's, uh, viewers can't see it, but uh, let you guys see the No, I saw this on Facebook,
2: major... and it's just ridiculous. It's the dumbest thing alive. I'm sorry. And people put it in their cheeks so their teeth show.
3: Yeah, well, you know what? That's those those are photoshops. Those are aren't, they? those aren't really real. Yeah, oh, because if you look at them really close, they don't match up. They don't. Uh, okay. No, no, those are photoshops. But oh my god! Although I wouldn't put it past some folks. Well, yeah, if so like if you those
2: run, implants that people get to oh, look like snakes,
3: right? They put like silicone maybe cut open under their skin and they put ball bearings under there and all sorts of weird. Things. So if you would like to be entertained by more weird stories like that, visit uh, 12stepgazette.com. <laughs> that's
2: stupid. <laughs> how can a snake rush? You know, I've seen it like jab, like I'm going to attack Well, that's you. how
3: she depicted it. I don't, know. I, don't, I don't I, know. I
2: think there is more to the story than just the snake well, I don't rushing.
3: think the snake... Just decided it was. Exactly. I think she was probably, you know, seeing if it would go in there, maybe. And
2: I think she ate it on. I think she probably
3: was too embarrassed to admit the fact. Uh, you know.
2: In that
4: picture, is there a picture of a burrito?
3: Yeah.
2: No, with, <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> no she ate the burrito. The burrito,
3: the meth that was good. the <laughs> smuggling <laughs> methamphetamine through burrito story. Um, she looks like she ate the burrito, though. Did you
0: see her face? Yeah, she looked a little,
3: uh, yeah. So the 12-step Gazette is an award-winning recovery magazine for Philly, Jersey, and surrounding areas, but it is uh, sent out uh, uh, internationally. And if you'd like a, a copy of it for free, you can go to 12stepgazette.com. Uh, yeah, so if if you got a uh, dumb criminal or stupid thing like that, send it to me. For now, send it to M-O-N-T-Y-M-E-Y-E-R at comcast.net. And maybe we'll read it on the air.
2: (laughs) I'm proud of you for what you said. Where's the burrito? (laughs) You made me proud.
3: You don't understand. You don't understand. Chemtrails. I don't know. Something weird's in the air in the last 20 years. Weirder than ever before. Don't you think? Yes, sir. I mean... What is going on? I, I, and I used to think that it was like the baby boomers or the millennials or Generation X or whatever. But no, it's everybody. It's people, 20 years my senior, acting weird. I mean, I don't know what... I do know this, however, and I knew this before and I ignored it. And I'm going to try not to ignore it for <laughs> again.
2: That is just a mess.
3: But if you cook food in your microwave in a plastic container... <laughs> The microwave, uh, what it does is it breaks apart some of the molecules in the plastic and it gets in your food. And so our bodies are filled with plastic junk from microwave cooking. And and so if you're going to cook in the microwave, put it in a glass or microwave-safe ceramic dish. But we sell food, right? Uh Like the macaroni and cheese, things like that. You know, we sell food in the stores that are in a microwave Safe plastic container to be cooked that way. Mm. And when you do that, you break apart some of the elements and it gets in your food and it's not good for you at all. And I, by the way, when you microwave food, you destroy all n- nutrients, they're gone. Really? Yeah. So you're just eating crap, basically.
2: What about lean cuisine?
3: Well, sorry, Ling cuisine. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're so lean. There's nothing in it. (laughs) Take it out of the container, put it in. You know, as far as other chemicals that we breathe and make us go crazy, I don't know. I, 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 you know, (laughs) I like saying chemtrails, but you know what a chemtrail is, right, Mark? No, (laughs) No. it's it's that stream (laughs) of of cloud that you see behind a jet. Oh, oh you know, and some that people, comes
2: out of our microwave?
3: Some no, out of jets. Oh. jets. <laughs> Switch you... topic now. Okay. <laughs> um <clears throat> some people believe that there's chemicals in those that are dumbing down America, you know.
2: Oh. Oh, I mm-hmm.
3: you know, Fluoride in our water, dumbing down of America. I thought fluoride like was good. No, fluoride's bad. Bad. Bad bad bad. But they
2: put it on your teeth at the dentist.
3: Bad. Yeah, but you're not supposed to drink it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's like the dentist gives you. Uh, Oh, that's why he rinses it.
3: Yeah, with water that's got fluoride in it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Oh Lord. Oh my goodness. (laughs) All right. uh, When we come back, uh, we'll have a little take trial trivia for you. Uh, Forgiveness trivia, actually, to (laughs) uh, bring us into the topic. So don't go away. Listen to this.
0: It's the I'm from Take 12 Recovery Radio, and as a journalist, I get a ton of literature from folks to read every single year, and I simply can't get to everything, but there is one publication I never miss. It's the 12-Step Gazette. Gazette. This is an award-winning recovery magazine for Philly, South Jersey, and surrounding counties, and is distributed nationwide, and can be viewed even even on the the Internet. internet. Rehabs, detoxes helplines, puzzles, classifieds, columnists, events, an hilarious humor page, and so much more, all found in the 12-Step Gazette. Gazette. To get your copy of the 12-Step Gazette, visit www.12stepgazette.com today! And now, it's the Quiz of the Week!
1: That's right, everybody. Hello. It's time for Take 12 Radio's quiz of the week, sponsored by that recovery magazine, the 12-step Gazette. Visit their website at 12stepgazette.com. Now, here is the Monty
3: Dan. Thank you, Cecil. Alright, you get three trivia questions and a bonus. Uh, if you get oh, my pocket just. <laughs> Have you ever it's ha- Cecil. It- Let's see who it is. Ah, it's Stephen Wrist. Uh, Marv and I were talking about the Wrist family earlier. Um, huh. Ah, that's interesting. It's work related, though. Anyway, um, speaking of cell phones and weird things like that, have you ever felt like your phone was going off, mm-hmm. but it wasn't even in your pocket? It's like, were they a muscle memory or whatever? All of a sudden, your leg starts to vibrate. But there's no phone there.
2: Well, kind of like when people lose limbs, they feel like they have it itch in right, their hand. Right. It's yeah. actually
3: a phenomenon. Yeah. Uh, a uh, marvel me weird. <laughs> I can't know this. Um, Did you guys eat the burritos, Marv's? Yeah. <laughs> no. It, it's like, especially guys, because they carry these things in their <laughs> pockets, you know, um, where I mean. you'll feel a vibration and it's not really there at all. You reach for your phone and you go, wow, I don't even have my phone in my pocket. <laughs> It's true. It really happens. It's oh. some sort of weird yeah. going yeah. going on. All right. So if you get it wrong, you get the fluff machine. If you get it right, we'll give you a horn. Um, all right. So this is forgiveness trivia. Forgiveness trivia. Three and a bonus. Now, number one, according to Jesus, how many times should we forgive one another? Here are your choices. Up to seven. Seven hundred. Seven hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, Tony, Tony Up to 7, 700 Or 70 times 7
2: Infinity is not an answer If it's a Jesus
3: It kind, it kind of sort of is And I'll tell you why in a minute but I say
2: the last one because it sounds like a math problem 70 times math. 7 Okay, yeah. what do you say there, Mar? <laughs> yeah, that's it.
3: 70 times 7 is correct uh, seven, <laughs> oh, I right. 7 is God's number It is also number that's of infinity seems, 70 that's times 7
1: Yep
3: yeah. Yeah, so you were kind of you were kind of right on that. Okay, number two, in the days of the Old Testament, before the life, no, no, no I've, I've skipped that one. Never mind. Uh, number two, the Bible records that God made a promise to Solomon that if my people will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin and heal their what, their disease, their land, or their hearts Where you did go Tony? first
4: their land.
3: their land what do you say Tony
2: That's. An, I'll go with Mark. alright you are correct <laughs> I'm not it is that their far land. Yet. <laughs> I will
3: heal their land forgive their sins and heal their land um, number three who prayed this if you will forgive their sin and if not please blot out please blot me out from your book which you have okay, let me read that again <laughs> who prayed this if you will forgive their sin, and if not, please blot me out from your book which you have written. Was it Jonah, Joshua, or Moses?
2: I say Joshua. I think he was a troublemaker a little bit.
3: What do you say there, Marv?
4: Who who were the three of
2: them?
3: Jonah, Joshua or Moses? Jonah. Jonah. Okay, <laughs> you guys are wrong, sorry. <laughs> it was Moses. Huh? It was Moses. Yeah. Yes, it was Moses. When- I thought Moses
2: was like Jesus is BFF, BFF. F.
3: No, he, Jesus wasn't wasn't here yet. Oh. Moses in the Old Testament, Moses, Mo- Moses when the Israelites had made a golden calf to worship, he asked God to forgive them and if he did not forgive them to blot him out because he was taking the blame on himself.
2: I really need to reload my my Bible app yes, on my phone. You even. need to
3: start going to church and listening so you can hear these messages. It's a sign. It's a sign. All right, here's your bonus. Who wrote the prayer for forgiveness from which the following line is taken? Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Was it Moses, David, or Solomon, Marv? David. David? I'll go with him. You go with David? All right, you guys are <laughs> correct. There you go.
2: I've never felt so lost in trivia. <laughs> That's
3: right. And that does it for forgiveness trivia. It takes one trivia this
0: week. All
3: righty. We live in a society that promotes unforgiveness. Have you noticed that? Uh-huh. Um, from our television shows, which are all about uh, kill, seek, destroy if somebody violates you, uh, you know, most of your crime dramas, it's all about get back at the other guy. Mm. If you look at, uh, the term everything from the Terminator to Rambo to, um, most of your crime dramas, uh, uh, Boston legal. I mean, uh, all of them is, you know, what can we do to make sure that the guy who violated or offended us is punished? Mm. Um, There's not a whole lot of promoting forgiveness on on television shows. Um, So let's switch that up to social media. How often have you seen somebody write on social media, um, you know, about forgiveness? Most of it is about, you know, how this person screwed me over, Mm. how this person I'm going to get them. Uh, You better not F with me. You better watch out. You better watch your back. I mean, we read it constantly on social media. Um, so social media isn't really a friend of the whole attitude of forgiveness. Um, when you're in the grocery store line, you know, I mentioned that one story, <laughs> right? Where no. I asked a lady if she wanted to go in front of me cause she had a basket full of groceries. I only had one item and she told me to F off.
2: What? Yeah.
3: really, yeah, So she was real loving.
2: <laughs> that is a mean lady. I'd but, be like, heck yeah, thank you very much.
3: But you know, you look at you look at behaviors like that and you, you have to ask yourself, what's going on? Um, because people do things for a reason. They don't just act like that. People produce that movies true. like that for a reason. They just don't act like that. Mm-hmm. People act that way on social media for a reason. There's a reason. There's something fueling this mm-hmm. stuff. And I will tell you that I suspect uh, the same individual that as fueled this stuff from the very beginning is still the one doing it and that's the enemy of our soul it's it's the devil himself and you know his whole purpose is to steal to kill destroy to cause mayhem to cause uh division um we know that a house divided against itself falls uh you know the the way that you take down a family uh at Thanksgiving is to have Thanksgiving. <laughs> I mean, it just—you know—that that one time a year, Christmas, or Thanksgiving, and people actually are sitting around arguing about, well, we were at your relatives last year, and no, we were at yeah. yours, no, we were at yours, and, now we were at yours, and pretty soon you get in this big fight about where you're going to go fight.
2: <laughs> I, just, I never even thought about it that way. You're
3: it, right. It's just—it's just crazy. Um, so I want to look at um three things. Uh, that happen with with, with unforgiveness. And, and here's number one. Number one, it will imprison you in your past. As long as you fail to forgive an offender, an offense committed against you, you are shackled to the past. Unforgiveness keeps that pain alive. Unforgiveness keeps that sore open. Unforgiveness never lets that wound heal. And you go through life reminding yourself of what was done to you, and so you feed that open wound. You feed that open sore. You stir up that pain, and you build up a larger and larger degree of anger. You go through life accumulating bad Mm -hmm. feelings. So let me ask you guys, have you ever had an offense done to you, and years later you saw the person and you were still ticked? I have. Mm Mm-hmm. Or I saw somebody driving a car that looked like them, and all of a sudden I'm
2: getting <laughs> mad again. Um, well, luckily I don't see the person anymore. But
3: but what if you did?
2: I honestly have no idea. Yeah. If I saw my, uh, well, the person who almost killed me, but I I think I don't know what I would do. I I don't know if I would say I'm you're forgiven or be mad. Mm-hmm. That's really a hard choice now. Before I'd probably be like. I'm going to tear them to shreds. Right. Yeah.
3: Right. So the idea in this one is that it imprisons you in your past. Mm -hmm. So um, we had, I may have shared this before, um, but my parents moved up here from from California. And they purchased a home for the purpose of leaving it to Marsha and I when they passed away. And... Um, for their grandkids, our, our sons. So so they purchased it in the school district that they felt was best for them. We all agreed on. Uh, everything was set up. My dad had it all set up. And it was my inheritance. And when my dad passed away, I had another relative come in and convince my mother I was poisoning her uh, because I was adopted. She, she would tell my mother, he's not really a mire, therefore he doesn't deserve the house, came in and convinced all of her relatives that I was doing all sorts of things I wasn't doing. And what ended up happening was we got our home taken from us Mm. because she talked my mother into changing the will while my mother was going through dementia.
2: Oh, my God.
3: I have to tell you, and I'm going to be really gut level honest here. I have to tell you that um, that still stings. Yeah. And I... I am, I don't think that I am at a place where I have fully experienced what 100% forgiveness is in that area because it still stings to a great degree depending on what happens. So this relative passed away here a few weeks ago.
2: Oh.
3: Um, I was not, now when my mom passed away, they took my mom and basically hid her out. (gasps) And I was not allowed to see her, to talk with her. Or even know where she was. And when she passed away, they would not permit me to know where the memorial service was. Well, now, years, years have gone by, right? And this relative has passed away, and they want to know if I'm going to come to this, the memorial service. And I have to tell you, my flesh, not in front of anybody else other than my wife, had a little discussion Why in the world would I want to do that? You know? And I got really angry. Really angry.
2: You have every right to get angry. I'm angry for you right now.
3: But here's the thing. That unforgiveness kept me trapped from something that happened years ago. Are they losing any sleep? Evidently not. Was I? You bet. I'm still struggling with that to a certain degree. Not like I used to, but it brought up all sorts of stuff because I, I think that some of it wasn't resolved. Now, I, I think that part of it's natural. I don't know that it's always a sign that you haven't forgiven if you get stirred up again. I'm not so well, sure. Don't,
4: don't you think there's different levels yeah. of process you have I to I think go there is.
3: Yeah, yeah is. I'm, I'm not sure, sure where I am in it. It just... Yeah. It just, I, you know, I went through hurt, anger, fear. I'm mean, all this. Stuff. I, and I don't know how to respond. I, you know, I don't know how to respond to them. Uh I, they want, they want to do it on mother's day. And I'm like, mother's day is not a good day, but is that really why? Do I tell them tr I don't know what to do. And so I'm in this conundrum of, I can't make a commitment to show up on mother's day at this point in time. That was my statement. Um, my question is, why in the world would they even want me there if I'm this god awful drug addict who was going to sell the, my parents' house? That's what the rumor was. You know, I don't know. I don't get it. But I'm just, I'm kind of telling on myself because I'm, I'm what I'm telling you is, I'm still stuck in the past somewhat with that. And I would sure like to not be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but about you guys? Ever been stuck in the past a little bit with something that you were still smarting from? Maybe you well, have forgiven the person, but you're, like you say, maybe you're in that part of the journey where you s- still hurt.
4: Well, I think um for me personally, a lot of my past is reflected... In my life. And, and you kind of talk about that mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And even though um, I'll give you an example, um, I didn't meet my real dad until I was 55 years old. And my brother and I had virtually been locked up in a trailer. Yeah. And um, and we were adopted just like you were. Right. Okay, so I meet my dad at fifty-five years old, and the way that came about was, some organization had called me and asked permission for him to call me. Oh wow! And and uh, and I said, well, okay. And so I had some time to think about it, and the first thing I said to him when he, when I answered the phone is, I want you to know right off the bat that I forgive you. Oh. I I. I realized the importance of that. But now through the years, also, because of the impact of a lot of that stuff that's went on, yeah. I have suffered in my life. <laughs> right. Uh, and and I have to do that over and over and over. Oh, yeah, I forgave that. Mm. And that's the process I'm talking about.
3: Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. That makes sense, you know. So may, maybe I maybe I have forgiven them. I have to be reminded of it on a regular basis I don't know it's it's hard i, I that's a hard thing I don't know maybe I don't know if it was just like me, but it was my situation. family that was attacked you know what yeah. I mean and that kind of stirred up
2: you've never sure, had closure though sure so that's yeah. a, that's a hard one mm-hmm. maybe forgiving the situation but not the person. I don't know. Mm. That still stands in what what God wants us to do. It's tough stuff. It is. I mean, I know with Chris, like, I made probably some bad decisions on people because I thought that was normal throughout my life, like what you were saying, Marv. And uh, I just recently, in my step work just this year, or 2016, did a huge four-step on that because I was bringing it every day, every day, every day, every day, no matter what. But... When I did that, I felt a lot better, but it was hard to do that. I did not want to open that. Mm -hmm. You don't Mm -hmm. want to feel those feelings anymore. So it is a tough situation for any of us.
3: Yeah. Because of some of the things that were said by my other relatives, Mm -hmm. I've gotten the impression that they have a whole different side of the story to it. That they were told something totally different than what really happened. And they're not responsible for that. that you know what I mean? That, yeah. I mean... So I don't know.
2: Who knows? Maybe send them a link to the show so they can hear it.
3: Well, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they're going <laughs> to... Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just know that I, uh, that I share that because I don't think... I, I think there's the real in life and then there's the ideal. The ideal is when somebody... Creates an offense that we forgive them, we move on, and all is hunky dory. Mm. And when we see them in the grocery store, there's no issues. The real, however, is not always what the ideal is. And sometimes it's, we need to know that if we're not over it yet, if we're still in a process, if we're at a different level, that God understands that. Mm. Um, at least I'm grateful that He does, because, <laughs> because I'm sure. As I sit here, that I've created offenses that I was not even aware of in my life. Oh, yeah. um, That other people may be holding on to. Uh, Secondly, unforgiveness not only makes you a prisoner of your own past, but unforgiveness produces bitterness. The effect of remembering without forgiveness some offense done against you, no matter how brief the time or long the time, is that you become a bitter person. The longer you remember the offense, the more data you accumulate on it, the more recited memory you have for it. The more it occupies your thinking, and the more it occupies your thinking, the more it basically shapes your person. Bitterness is not just a sin, it is an infection, and it will infect your whole life. So this is that that part of an unforgiving heart where you're constantly reminding yourself, You know, I'm away from these relatives. I don't see them ever Mm. um, through, except for maybe through some Facebook posts now, now and then uh, that kind of thing. But this is that kind of thing where maybe you live in the same town. Maybe you drive past their work. Maybe you see them because they're on the PTA with you or they go to church with you or whatever. And you're constantly reminded and you're constantly doing that self-talk Uh, there's that guy Mm. or there's that gal who did this to me and you're constantly reminding yourself and you become very bitter Um, to where every single time anything reminds you of them you feel anxiety and it just eats away Mm. I've experienced that too you guys yeah yeah and it's not comfortable and it's like You know, if they just didn't act like that, I wouldn't be responding this way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then uh,
4: you respond in life and your everyday actions uh, differently when you're carrying this stuff around.
3: Yeah, you betcha.
4: And it not only affects you, uh, um, the bitterness not only affects you psychologically, but in the end, uh, it will... Infe- uh, affect you physically. It will
3: cause you to become right. physically sick. Mm. Yeah, it raises cortisol levels. It causes stress. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, it can affect your heart. It can oh, affect yeah. your kidneys. It can affect your breathing. It, I mean, it can affect all sorts of things. Well, luckily, Blood pressure.
2: I, I don't see the person. We, and we actually live both in the same town. And that's when that's very close to the H word that I right. dislike using. So. When I see this person, I just kind of veer to the left.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice in the ideal, right, Mm. that you could run into the offender and not feel anything except for compassion? Wouldn't Mm. that be great? Um Mm. And, and there have been people in my life that actually has happened to, because mm. of God's done a, a mighty work in my heart towards. And I realize, like the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous said, that when a person offends, we said to ourselves, you know, this is a sick man. Mm. And so when somebody creates an offense, and we and we see them through a different set of glasses, we see them as somebody who's sick. We wouldn't treat a sick person if somebody had cancer. We'd been yelling at them, screaming at him, had bitterness, you know, and that kind of thing. Um, so I think a lot of it has to do is, you know, what lens are we looking at them through and where we're at in what level we're at in moving through this whole forgiveness thing and unforgiveness thing. I mean, some of us, we've honest, some of us are not willing to forgive certain situations. We're not there yet. Yeah, right? We're just this not.
2: person, I'm not there. I know it's from years ago, and whenever I see her, it just that fire burns. I'm like,
3: mm-hmm. but but isn't it true the fire burns in you, but not in them? Oh no, it's mutual. It's very. Mutual. How do you know? I know. But you can't know them like you know you.
2: No, but right? I used. To, yeah, I guess so. I can't know. I guess.
3: So I'm just. I'm just saying. I can't know. I can't, I can't know. know. I know. I had to use the Marv. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just saying. You know, be careful who we <laughs> think's losing sleep because they very well not may not be. Oh no, they're not losing sleep. But when we see each other, that yeah, it's so there's definitely unforgiveness going on. No, no, no unforgiveness.
2: or definitely unforgiveness. Right. Right. Now. No forgiveness. I, I don't say it's not possible. Right. But I don't see it happening anytime soon.
3: So let's look at number three. There's a third thing that unforgiveness does. Unforgiveness gives Satan an open door. Unforgiveness throws the welcome mat out and invites the demons in. Mm-hmm. Where you have unresolved anger, where you have unresolved bitterness, where you have un- an unforgiving spirit, you have given place to the devil. Ephesians 4.26 and 27 says, in your anger, do not sin. So it doesn't say don't be angry. hmm says, but in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry and do not give the devil a foothold. Mm -hmm. The point is, if you go to bed at night and you haven't fully forgiven so that your anger is gone, you you will give Satan a foothold. Uh, Ignorant of his schemes, the devil moves in to an unforgiving heart, to an unforgiving life. So when we... Have a hard time forgiving, mm. that can be a little different than practicing unforgiveness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I can wake up in the morning and say, man, if I run into so-and-so, man, are they going to get it? And I'm practicing unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm setting myself up for the attack. That's a little different than if I'm just bebopping along my day and something reminds me of the individual and I start feeling anxiety. Mm. You know what I mean? One's kind of premeditated. One's kind of like, man, I'm going to get them. The other one is almost unintentional but is maybe we're still hurting or smarting from the circumstance, right? And so – but either one, if we let those things rule us, one, we imprison ourselves in our past. Two, we become bitter. And third, we give the enemy of our soul a foothold in our life. So I have to look at those things and in my circumstance with these other folks in my life – Am I willing to pay that price? Mm-hmm. Am I willing to allow bitterness in? Well, in a lot business?
4: of people don't even know they're paying the price.
3: No, they don't. Hopefully, they do now.
2: Well, I or actually, they
3: think about it by listening to this a little bit.
2: And that's why uh, when you sent me the topic of the show, right? I actually had. <laughs> like you already know what's going on it's weird. <laughs> but um me and a very good very close friend of mine she's like my sister we uh it it was a disagreement but it was a life lesson all in one yeah but we went a week without talking and then you know sometimes we would exchange texts and they weren't the best but we were both i mean she's russian i'm italian so we're both hard-headed and <laughs> so but um you know after finally me letting it Go for like a day and not talking to her because I'm not one to just like, I'm not saying back down, but like I I like like to resolve stuff and she just needed space and it, we were just clashing so I'm like okay I'll give her space then, we talked about it and you know I learned stuff from her yeah and I think it was the same back but I learned stuff about myself how life really isn't now that Walter's gone I have to defuse and relearn right. And that's from carrying Chris over to Walter. And now my life is finally my life. Right. So she gave me great advice and great insight. Yeah. And she knew I didn't mean to hurt her and vice versa and everything like that. And that was probably one of the first fights I've ever had that was that bad that the that she stayed. Hmm. And so it was nice to have the full circle. It sucked going through it. But knowing that because she's a child of God and, you know, I'm trying to learn who God is and. I was just like, oh my god, I thought I lost you. <laughs> I mean, I I learned stuff about myself and you know, she gave insight, I gave insight and it was fine. But right. it was scary as hell going through it. Right. Does that make any sense? Yeah,
3: sure. Yeah, sure. You know, I don't I don't I can't say for sure, but I don't suspect that that most people wake up in the morning with the intention Yeah. to totally Ruin a relationship with somebody that they loved.
2: Yeah, no, and I'm not, I'm not saying you know, that was her intention, but that's no. how I'm used to people just
3: leaving. Right. So one of the things that I I did, it, and it was really interesting because we will do these, we will create these imaginings mm-hmm. in our heads. Yeah. So yeah, I was adopted, and when I was younger, I got I kept getting accused of things. Mm. Within this family circle that I'm talking about, because we had a, a large, uh, lots of cousins, lots of aunts, lots of uncles, things like that. And we'd all get together at the holidays and they'd play football. And, you know, we, I mean, we just, all, it was just kind of a thing. Everybody got together. We were, lived in pretty close, uh, you know, proximity of each other. But it, it seemed like every time I turned around, I was the adopted kid getting accused of <laughs> like, I got accused of stealing a pet. I think there was a lizard or something like that. Somebody had caught and put in a cage. Um, and I never liked to see animals caged up. And everybody knew that. I was just a little kid. And so when it got out or whoever let it out, when that happened, they blamed me. And I never did it. Mm. But for years, they said I was the kid who did that. Didn't happen. I didn't do it. Mm. It's the same family circle. Um, there were some other things I got accused of. you know, And so... Um, My head went to, oh, this is because they looked at me as the adopted kid. I wasn't really a mire, so they're going to put all the blame on me when something went sideways. Now, I no more know that than the man on the moon. But you see where our head can go? Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm putting... This mathematical equation together that may not may or may not be true, and does not really matter? Because if it is keeping me in the past, if it is growing bitterness, and if it's giving the enemy of my soul a foothold mm-hmm. in my life, it's not good, and it's kind of on me.
2: Yeah, it, exactly. Isn't it? Yes, and that's what happened. Is I probably went in my pity party, and she's like, "Well, you know, kind of. I'm glad you were there for this, 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 but, but, right, <laughs> a little more insight, you know." Right. And so she's helping me grow. She knows I'm new to this new life. Yeah. So she was yeah. actually more supportive than I thought that would right. happen. So, no, you're right. Though we totally make crap up in our head.
3: So have you ever, Marv? Have, have Have you ever experienced forgiveness from somebody and felt a burden lifted, or actually forgiven somebody and felt like, wow?
4: Oh, what? I've I've done a lot of forgiving. Hmm. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah. What's that you know, do for you? Set you free?
4: Uh, you know, I got—I can't yeah. say that. Yeah, I can't because, uh, like a lot of people in, in our position, I mean, we're broken people. Yeah, you bet. And uh, you know, I—I'd like to be able to say, "Oh, yeah, that set me free." But I got so much other garbage I'm working on, and and the Lord's working on that—that that, uh, it don't set me free. I just I. Not really. Yeah. Maybe the
3: link in that part of the uh, chain got broke, but maybe there's still chains. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah. Um, uh, but I do have a couple of things to say about this topic. Yeah. And uh, and I have practiced one of these. Um, it says in the bigger book, um, and I, I, I I'm racking my brain trying to remember where it says this. But anyway, it says, if your enemy is hungry, give him something to eat. If your enemy is thirsty, give him something to drink. For that's like pouring heaping coals on his head.
3: Right. Hmm.
4: And um, and so what that means to me, and I'll just try to keep it simple, is is a couple of times I've had offenses done against me. Um, well, I'll just give you an example. One guy heard me talking to the boss at work about taking a certain... Days off for vacation, and the way that worked there is first come, first serve. Mm
2: -hmm. He
4: heard me talking about he runs into the office and fills out the paperwork, so I can't get vacation.
3: Oh, yeah! Oh,
2: my goodness.
4: And and I mean, this is a trivial thing, but it made me really angry. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was upset, and um, anyway, I remembered that scripture. And I thought about it, and I thought, well, it could mean more than just anger or, or hunger and thirst. I mean, it could be just a simple matter of of giving in and giving back. Mm-hmm. And so I went to the guy, and I said, you know what? I said, uh, if you really need that time off for vacation, I said, uh, I'm not going to raise any cane about it. You go ahead and take it. And you know what he did? He went in and canceled his vacation.
3: Oh, it changed his heart.
4: Yes. It's mm-hmm. like pouring heaping coals on yeah. his head. And so that's uh, uh one thing and the other one that uh is pray. Yeah. Pray for the people in yeah. person. Yeah. You know, and they talk about that in the program. Mm-hmm. You bet. But uh there's a
3: prayer directive there that says, God <clears throat> help me from being angry. God help me show me how I can be helpful to him. I mean, just
2: like the seven step brand the big book.
3: Yeah. Well, it's yeah. And then there's there's the part in the, page 68, 69, I think, in, mm-hmm. in, in the fourth step, where it yeah. talks about people that offend you and how mm-hmm. they're sick. And yeah, we're supposed to be praying. And, 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 you know, it's interesting that you bring up that scripture verse about the heaping of the hot coals. Cause I always liked it because I was, you know, I'm going to get revenge. I'm going to hurt them by being nice to them. It'll be like heaping hot coals. See, And actually, the whole thing about a hot coal, or what they called a live coal, was in the Old Testament, There, there is symbolism mm-hmm. of an angel actually bringing a hot coal and placing it on the prophet's lips mm-hmm. as a cleansing, an act of cleansing. Fire cleanses, heat cleanses. And so the heaping the hot coals is actually a symbol of changing one's heart, actually uh. cleansing their heart. And that's what happened. To that guy.
1: Yeah.
3: You responded in in a way.
2: He wasn't expecting. Right. Yeah.
3: And he changed. Yeah. You know, and sometimes people won't change right away. Mm. But it's kind of like this. When they do wake up, what are they going to remember us as? The guy that said, screw you? Or the guy that said, you know what? I forgive you. You know, I'm afraid some of them are going to remember, remember me as the guy that said, screw you. <laughs> but yeah. hopefully I'm <clears throat> doing better these days. And they'll remember me, you know. Um, I had a guy out at uh, the adult Teach House center that was throwing me under the bus right and left. And I and it was a, stud, a student. And I went up to him and I said, "You know that bus you keep throwing me under? I fit pretty good under there. I really do, because I'm not I'm not a perfect man. Mm-hmm. But I want you just to know because of what the Lord's done in my life. I, I love you, man." And he goes, "I don't buy it." And right then and there, I got tested if I really meant that or not. Because a part of my flesh crazy. wanted to slap him. I know. <laughs> but it was like, okay, do you mean what you say? You know? And mm-hmm. I just so I just respond. I says, you know, it's really irrelevant whether you believe it or not. It, it, I do. Yeah. You know? And then the next day, he was gone.
2: Oh, yeah. What's going on? He
3: left. Yeah. Oh. So so is he going to remember me as saying that? Or would, he, or would I rather him remember me as saying, well, you know what? You jerk. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: That's a good example.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good example. So, unforgiveness just imprisons you in the past, and for all the time that you go back to the past and regenerate that unforgiving attitude, you will accumulate in your life the tragedy of anger and hostility, escalated, built on, accumulated, piled up... Uh, which will rob you of the joy of living. You will go through life feeling just as bad as you do now or worse, with no relief in sight. On the other hand, forgiveness opens the door and lets the prisoner out. Mm -hmm. Forgiveness sets you free from your past. As soon as you forgive it, it's gone. You're free from it. If you insist on remembering the offense and never forgiving it, then you allow the person to go on offending you the rest of your life. And it's your fault, not theirs. Mm -hmm. So it really hit me. Am I going to allow them to continue to do this? Because if I do, I'm the one giving them permission to do it.
0: Yeah. And they're not even doing it.
3: They're done with it. And so I'm giving a person, we've said it in the program, right? we Are going to give that person that much power? Right. Yeah. And they're not even thinking twice about us. You know? Pull into a meeting and there's so-and-so's car. Well, I'm not going to that meeting. Wow. That's a (laughs) lot of power, man. Yeah. (laughs) And we don't even know. Their car just broke down there last week. They're not even at the meeting. (laughs) 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 It's wild stuff. Something to consider. Crazy. You
4: know, you were asking me if I've felt free yeah um so i can answer it this way though uh maybe i didn't feel free but i i had no uh resentment banging around in my head causing Mm. me grief right oh yeah
3: that
4: that was gone and and i guess you could label that a freedom
3: form of freedom you bet so my sponsor used to tell me. I had to think about it a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do that all the whole time with everything. <laughs> My sponsor used to tell me all times is people don't give you resentments, Monty. You build them yourself. You build them yourself, and I was like, Nah, man. If they hadn't have done this, they hadn't have done that. Right. Blah, 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 They hadn't. If they hadn't done that, what he would say? What you would haven't? You would. You would have. Would not have what? You sound like my sponsor. Yeah, it's like
2: oh, <laughs> expectation man. leads to resentments.
3: Gee, many Christmas. Now, the closing song this week is by John Bartle, and it is simply entitled. Now, listen to this. This is a powerful song. Forgiveness. <laughs> But forgiveness by john Bartle listen if uh, there's somebody in your life you're holding a resentment against they're not losing any sleep you're the one that's tossing and turning at night maybe it's time to offer up some forgiveness until our next broadcast this is the monty man along with the take 12 recovery radio family and we're wishing god's perfect serenity for you bye-bye now
2: This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting.
0: Cause she's a super cat, super cat. She's super kitty. Meow. Yeah, kitty 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 kitty.
1: Meow. <laughs>